Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my co-host, sister, partner, and crime and professional psychic, Katie Weaver. Hello. It kind of sounded like you said partner and crime, and I went, well, I mean, I am the little sister. Right? (laughs) That is true. Well, guys, <laughs> welcome. This is the Thursday night psychic show. We yeah. this is kind of our special off-brand show where we don't do true crime stuff. We do psychic stuff, which we really love to do. So it's fun. Yeah. So, Katie, how are you? Oh, I'm great. I am. I have nothing to say. I'm still like we were just talking before the show. I, I'm still feel like I am just buried and wanting to stare at the news all day and. You know, I, I, the trauma that the U.S. suffered last week, I'm still really wearing it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there's nothing right or wrong about it. It's just that it's kind of still where my focus is. Yeah. But, uh, however, I have some, um, special orders for resin pieces and Mm -hmm. I've been waiting for my resin to come and it came today. So I've been warming it up in my super warm office so that tomorrow I can pour some, uh, special order pieces that I'm really excited. I feel like that's exactly what I need right now, you know, mm-hmm. and get creative. Yeah. Get creative, do something awesome. So I'm super, super excited. And I get to go to Boise this weekend to uh, see my kids. It's, it is my oldest son's or my oldest, my, my only son, but my oldest kid's 21st birthday today. Yay. Happy birthday, Micah. I know that's crazy. How the hell do these it things happen? Yeah. <laughs> We are getting old. That's how. Yeah. Right. So anyway, it'll be good to go see him. I'm getting my car back. It's finally done being repaired from his accident. So, you know, I really have zero things to complain about. I'm fine. Yeah. Good things. Good things. What did you make for dinner? Oh, I made uh, chicken tikka masala (gasps) over cauliflower rice. Uh Uh-huh. I made that yesterday and had it for lunch today. (laughs) Nice. Oh, it's so good. I love it. You know what that I meant? Hmm. Papa Murphy's crustless pizza. That's what. Ooh, those are so good. They so are. Good. I was busy all afternoon and didn't really want to cook. So, hey. I seriously considered folding and going to Costa Vida for salads. But uh, mm. frankly, I was too cold to want to go outside in the cold. So I decided mm. that I'd go ahead. Mars is on a huge Indian food kick right now. Every oh, time I turn around, can't we just have Indian food again? I mean, there's no complaints here, you know. Right. I know. Yeah. Us too. And and um, if you're just joining us, we're talking about what we made for dinner. So please feel free to share, <laughs> chatter. Let us know. <laughs> but I don't know if you've ever bought the jarred chicken tikka masala sauce and made it, you know, when we're keto. So we, it's not super keto. It's okay. It's got some mm-hmm. carbs. But then we make it with cauliflower rice instead of regular rice. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, that is one of the best ways to use cauliflower rice I have found because that sauce is delicious on Mm -hmm. anything like shoe leather, whatever. It's great. You're fine. You could, you could put it on some old broccoli or whatever. You'd be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Old broccoli. Well, you know, I'm very grateful for the sauce in the jar because, you know, that kind of stuff, I usually make things from scratch. I Mm -hmm. am absolutely terrified terrible at making Indian food. I love mm-hmm. it. I cannot make it. Can't do it. So it I'm really appreciative well, of A lot of times it calls for ingredients I really just don't have, you know? Right. Those kinds of, you know, we don't have like, you know, Asian markets, Indian markets, that kind of thing. We don't have that around here at all. 
We have yeah. Mexican markets, but we don't have right. the other kinds of markets. And so it's hard to get, um, you know, the right stuff. I know. Uh, I was just we have lots of people breaking down for pizza tonight. Bianca had calzones. Uh-huh. Lauren had half a freezer pizza. Yeah, see, I yeah. had a, a Papa Murphy's crustless pizza here. <laughs> and nobody wanted to cook tonight, obviously. It's Thursday. Everyone's tired. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was actually was thinking since I was going to be in Boise this weekend, we'll Probably hit up one of the uh, Indian markets there and get some good sauces and things. Yeah. You know what I really want to make? I want to figure out how to make uh, keto samosas. Yeah. I really think you could do it like with fathead dough. It wouldn't be exactly the same, but I don't know because chickpeas are fun. Potatoes and chickpeas. Yeah. I don't know if you could really do it. Sad day. Yeah. I know, sad, sad, but you can do quite a bit of Indian food keto, and that makes me super happy. Yeah, me too. I have to understand, here in Idaho where we live, we didn't even have an Indian restaurant until about five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we only ate Indian food when we traveled, because mm-hmm. we couldn't even go. It just, it's insane. Yeah. Well, we don't we don't have a Whole Foods. We don't have a Trader Joe's. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot. Of, we are quite limited. But we do have an Amazon, by God. Yes, we do. <laughs> That's pretty much where you get all that kind of stuff around here because it's I really finally hard ordered some sugar-free uh hazelnut spread. So it's mm-hmm. it's like Ooh, Nutella, but it, it does not have palm oils, which that's the big complaint with Nutella, of course. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Just oh my god. That's all I mm-hmm. can say. So good. So good. Insane. Yeah. I got some recently too. Totally worth it. Corn says, Yep, I have like four Hello Fresh meals in the fridge to cook, but I opted for pizza. <laughs> I get it. I love it, corn. I, I totally many times. Oh yeah. Well, how many times have you bought groceries? You know, spent the whole afternoon filling your house with food only to uh, you know, order a Be pizza tired or something. Yeah. 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 I know. Because then you're tired and you're sick of food. Yeah. Exactly. I have cooked all week and I'm like, I'm tired. Renee had leftovers. Good job. I like to have leftovers for lunch. I usually cook dinner and then we eat it the leftovers for lunch. I made a, a pesto chicken thing earlier this week that was really good. And then I made chicken tikka masala, just like Katie did. Both very good. I, I, I ran a scam on Scott earlier. I oh, went to did. get on my show. I, I have a show on Thursday mornings with the, uh, at one, two radio. And it's from 11 to 12, my time. And so I said to him, just before I went on the show, I was like, you know, it would be nice when I get off the air if you'd have lunch fixed, which I, you guys, he never fixes lunch. He makes dinner quite a bit, but I was just being sassy. <laughs> I get off the air and he totally, he's like, well, lunch is in the fridge if you're hungry. <laughs> he fixed a nice lunch for me and for Mars. She comes home for lunch every day. And anyway, totally cracked me up. I didn't think he'd actually do it. <laughs> Hey, maybe you should try that more often. That seems like a a good plan. Mm -hmm. Poor guy. He's always getting hoaxed by me somehow. Jessica said she's glad we liked her video. Jessica, I loved your video. She sent us a video of a ghost baby in her baby's bedroom. We're going to put it together and share it with you guys in uh, on Facebook with uh, the pictures that she shared with us as well. So we will probably launch that tomorrow, but I wanted to do it justice, Jessica, and give us a little bit of time, a little of my time. So, but thank you for sharing it. It's, it's amazing. You guys will be blown away. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah. Thank you for that. Oh, good. Jessica, other Jessica says, uh, grocery shopping nights are always takeout nights for me. Okay, good. Because see, my I'm husband, the only one. an absolute crime. 
Yeah. You've just come home with all this food. I know. But then you're tired. Grocery shopping <laughs> is hard work, man. And you have to put it all away and you have to clean out the fridge and freezer. And I mean, the, the list mm-hmm. is long. Well, I'm realizing how often I probably manipulate this man because I figured out at the grocery store, I always I have started saying to him, uh, what do you want to make for dinner? You, we really ought to pick up the ingredient, ingredients while we're here because typically whoever decides what we're having for dinner is the person that makes it, you know. And so I've tried that tactic before and it usually works, but <laughs> I get you. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, we really are here for the psychic show, not just the what did you have for dinner show. Yeah. So we are going to be offering over the dinner table. We, we, we do. It's true. And we are going to be offering readings a little later in the show, but mm-hmm. you might want to wait to ask for one until you hear what we have to talk about, because mm-hmm. Katie and I like to talk about this periodically um, because we think it's very helpful to you. And, and we're going to talk about how to get a reading, how to get a good experience out of a reading, because mm-hmm. dare I say, TV has screwed this up so bad yeah. in movies about what a psychic reading actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also this idea that every psychic is the same, which isn't true. There are lots and lots of different gifts and skills out there. And how you ask your questions is really important as well. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. So first of all, when you go to get a psychic reading from somebody, you want to know what their skills are first. Yes. So I have put, you can see the scrolling banner at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching us um, on YouTube, if you're not, you can find Katie at one two listencom mm-hmm. and you can find me on the Purple Garden app. And I am Christy Ann at the Purple Garden app. Go and read our profiles. And we're going to talk to you about what our skills are anyway. But whenever you get a reading, mm-hmm. read up on what the person offers first. How mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times somebody will come to me and give me their birth date and want an astrological forecast. And I got to tell you. I am not an astrologer, (laughs) so I cannot do that. That is Mm -hmm. not what I do. I'm also primarily not a medium. I can do mediumship, but it's Mm -hmm. generally mixed in with some other stuff. And so I don't recommend to people that you come to me straight for straight up mediumship. That's just not really my area. Mm -hmm. And so reading my bio is really important to get a good experience with me because you can't just assume that every, every reader does the same thing. Cause they don't on, mm-hmm. on the app that I work on. A lot of the readers are tarot readers. I don't use cards. I don't use any tools. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of weird too. Like make sure you know what I do. I'm all um, just my personal gifts. Like I don't use any tools and some people expect that. So Katie, mm-hmm. what do you get from people sometimes on your line that you're like, Oh dude, I don't actually even do that. <laughs> Astrology, for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. And I work with brilliant astrologers, brilliant. So it's easy yeah, to, to say, oh, there. you know, call my friend Kelly McLean or, you know, because it's, it's and, and I respect astrology. Uh, I just don't, I haven't studied it enough, you know. Right. Uh, the other one is numerology. Numerology mm-hmm. and, and tarot. I do read cards, just not tarot, you know. And so, and sometimes people will say, Well, you just pull me a card about this or that. And I can surely do that, you know. But, um, but I'm not, I would never call myself an expert in tarot because I'm not, you know. Right. Right. Um, so those are two that I always kind of have to go, mm, not a numerologer when somebody's like, Why, you know, am I an eight year 
Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Are you? <laughs> right. I don't know. You, if you're asking me, you probably know more about that than I do, you know, but that's, yeah. that's kind of it. Yeah. It's, it is important to understand uh, what the skills are or to just at least say to the person, you know, this is what I'm looking for. Is this a good fit? Because most readers can tell you pretty quickly this is or isn't. And I'll tell you that once in a while I will say to somebody, I don't think we're a great fit, or I don't really feel like I'm going to be able to give you what you're asking for. Here is someone who may, because you guys, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it is true that we charge for our work. We have to, we have, you know, families to support and rent to pay. And, you know, just like anyone else, this is our job. However, this has never been just about money for either one of us. And I would never, ever want someone to feel like I was wasting their time or wasting their money. Uh, I would be horrified to be honest. Mm -hmm. And so if I feel like I can't give you what you're asking for, I would absolutely pass you off to someone else Mm -hmm. Uh, with with all my blessings because I, I don't want to waste anyone's time and and definitely I'm a cancer for Christ's sake. We don't waste money, you know? Right. (laughs) No, I feel exactly the same way. And occasionally I will say, Hey, I don't feel like we're making a good connection here. I'm going to end this so that you can, go talk to somebody else and give somebody else a try because I don't want you to waste your money with me because, you know, we don't all connect with everyone. No one does. No. And so, you know, part of that is, you know, if you don't feel like you're connecting well with who's reading for you, it's okay to say, I this isn't resonating with me. And maybe they just need to ask you a different question or maybe they need to say, I think we're not a good fit and that's all right. There's no, you know, a good ethical reader will not be hurt by that or angry about mm-hmm. it. They will want you to have a good experience. And and we certainly both feel that way. And so it's important to just establish at the beginning what your expectations are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, I don't know, the Long Island medium is what always comes to mind for me as a bad example of how to get a reading. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you may love the TV show, but it's a TV show. It's it's not, you know, there's a lot of setup behind the scenes for that. Mm -hmm. And that isn't how everybody works. No, and there's some real ethical challenges there. And again, if you like her, you like her show, like I'm not here to offend you in any way, that's fine. No. But when, uh, for someone who works in this field professionally, ethically, I would never in a bazillion years march up to a stranger and say, hey, I'm having so-and-so, you know, I your grandpa's coming through and he says he wants you to whatever. I would never do that in a zillion years. I don't care if grandpa was standing on my toes trying to make me do that. I would never do that. Why? Because you didn't ask me to do that. And I'll be honest, if someone did that to me, I would be livid. If somebody Mm -hmm. marched up to me in the grocery store and said, hey, your mom's standing here and she wants you to know green beans are on sale or Mm -hmm. whatever. I know grocery (laughs) store, sorry. Terrible analogy, but you know, because I didn't ask you to do that. And we're dealing with, especially with death, you are dealing with the most tender and vulnerable parts of somebody and exploiting that is really, really terrifying to me. I feel like, honestly, you really, really have to be careful about that. And when we're talking about death, you cannot be messing around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Jessica says Long Island Medium was exactly what I was expecting from that first experience. And it was just a surprise that it wasn't like that. Exactly. And it's so important to know that there are so many different kinds of readers with all different kinds of skill sets, all different kinds of gifts. And so knowing who you're going to talk to is super important. Also, 
it is very unrealistic to just sit down with a psychic and say, tell me everything I need to know. It doesn't work like that at all. You know, people sometimes do this where they say, just give me a general reading. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're going to get a general answer. You're going to get whatever comes to me first. I'll just start talking. And maybe it's, you know, when someone asks me that, I know you have a specific question, but Mm -hmm. you don't want to ask it. You want me to just figure out what it is. That's not how this works. Psychics are not mind readers. I can't just read your thoughts. That is not what we do. No. So having a specific question, Mm -hmm. a life area, a specific question about a person or a situation really matters because then you're going to, the reading is going to go in the direction that you want it to go in and not just, you know, I, I read energy. So the very first place I'll go is your energy body and go, okay, Mm -hmm. let's see what's out of alignment. You know, what attachments do you have? That kind of stuff. When maybe Mm -hmm. what you actually want to know is, is your boss mad at you? Right. Right. What I pick up first may not be the thing you actually want to know. So always ask a question. Yep. Don't, don't play that game. It's a dumb game. It's a waste of time for everyone. Ask what you Mm -hmm. want to ask, you know? Yep. Yep. It's really, that's really important. You'll save yourself an enormous amount of time if you'll be specific about what you want. And yes, because if you are going to take the reader on a a guessing expedition, that's what you're going to get. You know, if Mm -hmm. if you hand me a jar packed with sand and tell me to get to the gem at the bottom, I'm going to have to peel off layers of sand to get to the gem at the bottom. But if you hand me an open vessel, right, then I can get to the gem at the bottom very quickly and and hand you what you're asking me for. That's really important because you guys, at the end of the day, most readers and, and Christy and I both work online that are by the minute. And why do you, I don't want to waste your time. No, I don't want you to waste your time. I want to right out there so we can work right on it. Yeah. yeah. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, honestly, if you really just want a general reading and you really don't have any attachment to the outcome and you just really want to throw it out there and say, I just want to know whatever spirit wants me to know. Okay. And that's fine. Um, And and, and there's no judgment on that, but that's what you're going to get. You know, that's what you're going to get. And it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, if you have an intention, bro, it's your dime. You should state that intention so that you really get what you came for. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's important. But uh, yeah, I was actually talking to a colleague earlier tonight. We were talking about mediumship and how... uh, perverted mediumship has gotten, not just by the Long Island medium, but in general, uh, the, the lines have been very blurred and people are confused about what they might get. I actually pulled mediumship out of my bio because I just, it's just gotten to be really weird. Mediumship mm-hmm. is the craft of talking to people who have died, but people who have died are not performing monkeys. Mm-hmm. They don't have to tell you everything you want to know. They don't have to show up to, for that matter. And they right. certainly don't have to play guessing games with you. And they probably no. won't. Years mm-hmm. and years ago, a, a client, a dear client brought a friend whose fiance had just very recently committed suicide and mm-hmm. insisted on a reading for her. And honestly, I should have been wise enough to say she's not ready for this. But she insisted she was and really wanted the reading. Well, he came through really clearly mm-hmm. uh, and, and really wanted to talk to her about the trauma she found him 
about the trauma oh, and how sorry he was and had very specific things he wanted to talk about. And she kept demanding to know what color her ceiling, the ceiling in her closet was. She said, he, he'll know the answer to that. And he was so pissed off about that and was like, why are you asking that when I'm trying to tell you that I'm sorry and that I'm okay and that this was a mistake and that I need you to know. And she just kept going back to that. I just need to know. And I finally ended the session. I went, I, I don't know what color the ceiling is. He's not telling me that. Well, if you were real, you know, well, and I don't have to be real, you guys, honestly, like if, if I'm not, if what I say doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. I'm not mm-hmm. here to convince anybody. However, why didn't I know? Because he wouldn't tell me. Right. You know? All I will know is what they tell me. And he wasn't telling me because he was mad at her for asking that and for not letting him tell her the things he needed to say. So instead of having a healing moment, I was refereeing a really ridiculous fight between the two of them that I finally ended, you know, mm-hmm. and about a month later, she came back to see me and she said, I owe you an enormous apology. I was horrible when I was here last. And I went, honey, you were a week out of a horrible death. You know, you weren't horrible. You were traumatized. And she said, everything you said to me was right. I just got stuck on that stupid ceiling and just couldn't get over it. And, you know, mm-hmm. And it was whatever. I mean, it's just, uh, again, she was in deep trauma and I wasn't mad at her. I'm still not mad at her. You know, it was just, right. it was a bad experience. Mm-hmm. And, but at the end of the day, I think it's just a good example of when you're talking to people who've crossed, they're going to tell you what they want to tell you. Mm-hmm. Period. And your priorities change a lot because you drop your ego, mm-hmm. you drop your personality. A lot of that stuff doesn't go with you when you cross over. And Mm -hmm. so there's things they don't, you know, we've so many times dealt with stuff um, in mediumship sessions about things like, where's the money hidden or where's this or that hidden or is who, who's getting this or that, or who took this or that. I got to tell you that once people cross over, they don't give a damn about any of that. They don't want to answer those questions. They don't care. It means Mm -hmm. nothing to them. You know, they're not Mm -hmm. stuck in 3d like we are they don't care. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean they anything. Even always tell you what happened to them. Yeah. I've had clients before who, you know, wanted to know how this person died, who killed this person, things like that. And you'll notice that even in our true crime work, we don't always do mediumship with uh, people. We only do it when it feels right because they yeah. don't want to talk about it. Mm-mm. They won't always tell you. To, to them, it doesn't matter. They've moved on to a place that's more important, that's different, mm-hmm. the vibrations higher, those things don't matter anymore. And so although they matter to us, to them, they really don't. And so many of them will say, I doesn't matter. I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. Or they just truly don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's the other challenge when people are like, just tell me, just give me a name. And they're like, it was a man with black hair. You know, they yeah. may not know. Just because people behind, died. I didn't even see them, you know? Yeah. Right. They, just they because people have died, it doesn't make them all seeing. I just think those are important things to note. Yeah. They are. I got real passionate, but. <laughs> but, but, but it's very true. I think it's important to, because it is, mediumship is probably mm-hmm. the one that becomes the most problematic in a reading because of expectations. Yeah. So it's important to talk about that. Right. I mean, the reader can only get you what they're giving, what they can only give you what they're getting, period. Yeah. Um, Adams says, how do you know what to ask? How do I prioritize what my needs are when the world is overwhelming? It's a really, really good question right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? 
usually I think one one question is going to tumble out, you know, mm -hmm. and that will probably start the ball rolling. And that's probably all you need. And and frankly, it's okay to ask more than one question, but ask one, get an answer, then ask the next one. And yeah. so I, when people ask me something like that, because I do get that all the time, mm -hmm. I say, what is the thing that's bothering you the most right now? Pick that yeah. thing and start there. Mm -hmm. Or the how can I help you feel better? One of yeah. our biggest goals, you know, I, we've probably not talked about our background enough, or maybe we have, but we, we opened a metaphysical store and healing center um, when we were comfortable enough with our gifts to start offering them, you know, in that capacity a long time ago. And uh, when we did that, uh, you know, as we got going and started, you know, attracting clients in, we needed a mission statement. Well, yeah. we had a brother-in-law at the time who was an MBA. And he was so wigged out by the idea. His his wife, of course, our sister was one of our partners. It was the four of us. Uh, and he wanted us to write a business plan because we, he was like, all right, you guys think you can go into business, be successful. I want you to write a business plan. Well, that was ridiculous. We tried. To be fair, we really did try. We, did. we even took a little class from a guy at the SBA from, you know, the Small Business Association, they will help you write a business plan, right? They'll help you get your shit together. Yep. So Christy and I go sit down <laughs> with this guy that's like a million years old. Mm -hmm. They're volunteers. They're like, you know, retired business people. And he was, he was a retired farmer. <laughs> right. Yeah. And further away from what we do. And he was so kind to us. He was and he really tried to give us the whole tutorial and training on how you write a business plan. You guys, and I am not kidding. It was so boring that he fell asleep twice during his own presentation. For real, asleep, snoring in his chair, asleep. And we're just sitting there looking at each other like, shit, we what now? Or should we sneak out? Or what do we do? And then he'd wake up and go, oh, I'm really sorry. Where was I? Anyway. We, we laughed so hard. We peed all the way home. It was so funny. Oh but well, yeah, she didn't laugh in front of him, but it was like, this is, you know, spirit letting us know how unimportant a business plan is for us right now. <laughs> well, and he keeps asking us, like, he can't understand what we do at all. And he's trying really hard to understand. And he's like, so when you do this, um, rock high, Riki, Rekka, oh my gosh, it was too freaking much. And you sell... You sell rocks, you say? Yeah, we sell rocks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but we learned one thing from him that was really important. And that was that we needed to have a mission statement. Mm -hmm. And so that was as far into the business plan as we ever got. And <laughs> but the business plan was, or sorry, the uh, mission statement was bringing love and light to the lives of those we touch. And our yeah. goal was to leave people better than we found them. Good to see you, Jessica. Good night. Uh, Good night. It's so late for her. Uh, good news for her, actually, because we're moving this show an hour earlier next week. But we'll tell you about that in a minute. Uh, anyway, but that was the plan. Uh, yep, bringing love and light to the lives of those we touch, and we will leave our clients better than we found them. That was our whole plan. And it's what we did. It really is. It was the most important thing we learned. It, it really was. And we've based everything that we do on that. You know, our uh -huh. our goal always is to leave people better off than when they came to us in a reading. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things you have to understand is that we have really high ethical standards. We have really high standards of ourselves. We only offer services we are 100% comfortable offering. That is not the case for every reader out there. No. And so you do have to, that's why I say read bios, read feedback, you know, do mm-hmm. those kinds of things and get a feel for a person. Don't just assume because are there snake oil salesmen out there in the psychic world? A hundred percent there are. Absolutely. We mm-hmm. have come up against many of them over the years, actually, mm-hmm. and, and uh, helped if undo the damage. To, oh, good God. If someone's trying to sell you a spell to get your love back or your lost love or something like that, please don't do that. No. Because or if someone and- says you have an evil spirit attached to you and you're now going to have to come to me for seven sessions to get rid of it. Oh, That's yeah. a lie. That is a scam. I mean, they're out there. They are. And, you know, we both work for hotlines that are very um, well vetted. And so the people that we work with are vetted. And and it's why we work on the lines that we do, because Mm -hmm. there are lots of places that don't vet people at all. Anybody can just hang their shingle up and, you know, sign Mm -hmm. up on an whatever app and and do whatever it is they do. And and you got to be careful with that. Years ago, we were accused of murder, attempted murder. <laughs> Why, yes, we were. Can and you imagine? It was through a psychic such as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we still had our business that, you know, we did sell our store. We were we had it for 10 years. We sold it three years ago so that we could uh, work from home and be more safe with our health. And we needed that. And it's worked out really well. But anyway, that's why we did that. But and the business lives on and the lady who bought it was a dear friend and client and she's done amazing things with it. So Absolutely. anyway, we never imagined. I'm pretty sure she has a business plan. <laughs> <laughs> she, might. she might. Yes. I know JR's but, like, wait, what? You were a kid of murder. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We got to get back to that part. Yeah. We got to tell the story. So uh, one of these kind of street corner uh, readers came to town and they were doing that kind of stuff. Like telling people you have an evil spirit and you're going to have to, they'd give them this big bottle of oil that was just like Crisco with the label peeled off mm-hmm. and telling you have to bath in this for seven days and I will have to pray for you every single day. They were actually sacrificing roosters. They were doing all this weird shit, charging people many, many hundreds of dollars. People would show up in our shop so upset because they had told them some really wild thing. And that, um, you know, if they didn't pay them all of this money and do all of these things that they were probably going to die and just awful stuff, you know, fraudulent oh, stuff. Scaring them. And we weren't hell. trying to like do go up against them or do battle with them. We were well established. Like we didn't need to do that. They came but, um, long after we had been there, you know? Yeah. But we, well, we were good friends with a detective down the street at the uh, police department and she came in one day absolutely howling with laughter. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, girls, I hate to tell you, but you've been accused of attempted murder. So those people <laughs> apparently marched into the police department and told them that we had been trying to kill them psychically and they wanted us arrested. Yeah, Psychic murder, guys. Psychic murder. They said that in their dreams at night, we were showing up and trying to strangle them or kill them. And we they wanted us prosecuted. Um, you know, it didn't work out because, um, well, you know, for a lot of obvious that's, reasons, that's not a real thing. you know, the weird thing about this is we never actually met these people, never met them in person once. 
Um, mm-hmm. Never went to their shop, never had anything to do with them. The only things that we knew about them were from people that had bad experiences with them who came to us and said, I really screwed up. I went to this and they screwed me all right. up. And I'm so upset. You know, we were undoing a lot well, of their damage. Oh, yeah. Well, and the one time that I, we knew what she looked like, and I ended up in line behind her at Winco. And she bought 15 giant bottles of Crisco oil. (laughs) And I laughed myself silly about it because I knew exactly where those were going. Yeah. We'd already been hearing about those Crisco bottles. (laughs) Yeah. So there was that one time we were accused of attempted murder. Yeah. Yeah. So so you definitely want to go to a reputable place. Mm -hmm. You want to read about your person and see what, you know, choose somebody that you resonate with when you see their picture or you watch their video or whatever that you feel comfortable with, that you like what they have to say, that you feel like they're offering the thing that you're looking for. Um, Because it does matter because there are people out there doing crazy stuff, just like there Mm -hmm. is in every industry. I mean, it's not like, you know, working in the psychic world means that everybody's crazy. It's it's not the case, but you you do want to be careful. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. JR wants to know, did they get locked up in the hospital or what happened? No, they left in the middle of the night about oh, not very much longer after that, just a few weeks. They packed up in the night and vanished and the landlord didn't know where they went and nobody knew where they went. Yeah. No. Well, and the police have been keeping kind of a close eye on them because there'd been some complaints and they were beginning to wonder if maybe they were going to have to step in there and then they just mm-hmm. disappeared overnight. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was the wildest thing in the world. Seriously. Yeah, but. it was. I <laughs> I didn't even know you could commit psychic murder, to be perfectly honest. I, and I've been doing this work a long time. I've been missing out, I guess. The, the police didn't either. We're just lucky enough that we had a friend at the police department who witnessed that, that got to come and tell us about it. Yeah, well, and she vouched for us, apparently, and said, oh, I know those girls. They're really nice. I'm sure they're not doing that. <laughs> As though, you know, that was actually a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite things, honestly. So wild. But but they were one of those kinds, you know, that are that are pretty scammy. I had a client once um, in California that had gone to some kind of a, a witch doctor of some sort to she was her son had gotten mixed up with a girl that they were doing drugs together. And she just wanted them to break up. She thought that if they broke up, that maybe her son would, you know, get clean and get back to his life. And, you know, so Mm -hmm. she went to this person and paid them like $250 to do some kind of work to try to separate the two of them, uh, some kind of a spell or something. And then a few weeks later, that person called her and said, I've just had a vision that your son's going to be killed in a terrible accident. You need to bring me $400 right now so that I can prevent the accident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and was she was terrified that that was really going to happen, you know, but her daughter-in-law was a client of mine. And so she had her call me and we worked on it. And, you know, of course that never happened, but that's the kind of stuff when people, when a, if a reader reaches out to you and says, blah, 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 run. Because that's not for reals. That is an opportunist that's trying to just milk you. Yeah. Yeah. You should be working in a kind of a double blind kind of situation. Like the apps that Katie and I both work on, Mm -hmm. you can actually be anonymous. You don't even use your real name. Mm -hmm. You know, I never have anything to do with anybody's money or credit cards or anything. I just answer Mm -hmm. the ring. My app rings and I 
read for people. And that's how it should be, you yeah. know, on the big on, online yeah. to just protect everybody. For sure. Paula says, isn't it great to have a reputation that will protect you from false allegations like that? For sure. Yeah. For, for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what the police would have done about that whole psychic attempted murder, but. <laughs> but it was it, nice that they, they did know us and knew that we, you know, didn't seem to be murderous. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that detective uh, was a friend of ours and we also uh, fed her tips if we had them. So, because, you know, we've, we've done psychic crime for a long time, but never really uh, like worked hand in hand with the police department until her. Mm-hmm. And at that point, when we had uh, hits, when we had things, we could call her and tell her, hey, you know what, this, I'm feeling this about that, or I had this hit. And she would, she'd take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, she, she then quit and moved. <laughs> we didn't have that anymore, but yeah. Yeah. It was fun to be able to help with stuff like that locally, though. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. Especially because we don't live in a place where that is welcome, you know, at all. No. Typically, you know, so. Anyway, so a couple of other things about readings. So ask a specific question. Do your research on your person before you pick a reader. Mm-hmm. Give people validation. If they say something that's right, say that's exactly right. Tell yeah. them, you know, it's really nice to hear that. Sometimes you read for somebody and they don't ever hardly say anything. And then the reading's over. And you don't even know if it was a good one. <laughs> and then maybe yeah. they leave you positive feedback or they call you again. But, you know, it's really nice for the reader to hear that's right. That's exactly right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and also say thank you at the end. I just had this big conversation with um, uh, a, an advisor on the line that I work on about how some people just hang up at the end of a reading and they don't even say thanks or bye or anything. <laughs> like, don't forget that the person that you work with, that you're working with yeah. is a real person with actual feelings. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't take stuff like that personally because I know it's not about me. It's about the other person. I don't worry about it so much, but well, it, it and sometimes nice. they're just using down to their last dime, you know, yes. and, and you'll talk, they'll talk clear until the, the computer cuts off because they're out of money and yeah, and it's okay. But yes, uh, it's, you will build a relationship with a reader or you won't, you know, but the more you build a relationship with a reader, the better they can help you, you know, so much so. Yeah. That's definitely my preferred way to work with people is to start on one issue and then work your way through their life and various things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, just Kevin, to, I know you do. You know, to, to work through things over a long period of time. That's always what I'm looking for is creating mm-hmm. relationships so that I'm working with somebody over time. Yeah. Who's struggling with a relationship issue or work issue or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not going to get all your answers in one reading doesn't work like that. No. And also, if you're going to somebody for energy work, they will really get to know you and know your energy and give you so much more because they can get to, they can work on you faster and get to the root of that issue or go, oh, you know what this is? This is that same root chakra issue that popped up last month. Or, hey, you know what? I think that we should, you know, do this because it's worked before or whatever. But yeah, when you, you know, build relationships with readers that know you and know your energy body and your system, you can go deeper, faster and do better work every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I love that part of it. Cause you know, a huge part of what we do as a reader is, is, this, is spiritual counseling. You know, lots of people oh, come yeah. to us because they need to talk mm-hmm. and they also need, you know, what do you think about this? What's going to happen? Is this the right thing to do or say? Yeah. Um, but it's not all psychic work. A lot of it is some counseling work and, you know, mm-hmm. Katie and I have done that for, 
a really long time. We have a lot of experience there just to give guidance and support. That's a huge part of it. And it's okay to seek that out. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. 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 So now that you know how to ask for a reading, feel Mm -hmm. free to throw some reading requests in the chat and we're going to do some readings for you here on the show. Yeah. Um, I thought it, you know, it, it's always, this is a good conversation to have because I realized that you don't always, we don't always know how to do it. Sure. You know, or do it in a way that is the most effective for you. Mm-hmm. Now don't let us make you self-conscious about the questions that you want to ask that that no. was not our intention at all, but no we do want to help you. We just, yeah. We just yeah, want you to have, want to help you get the best bang for your buck and really get the, the best readings and the best uh, energy that you can, you know, because yeah. we've, we've been in this uh, arena for a long time and seen, well, I will never say I've seen it all. Cause I know that's not true, but no, I had something last, I, you know, occasionally think I have seen it all. And then I had something and I'm not going to say what it was, but I have, um, <laughs> I heard something last week I had never heard before, which after this many years, I was pretty surprised by. I want to see one last thing while people are formulating their questions. Yeah. Asking about timelines. Let's talk about timelines for a minute. Cause this is a big ah, one. It's like, yeah. when is this going to happen? Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to remember that t- your, your future is not fixed. Okay. This is not okay. destiny and it's all going to happen at the right moment. No, that's not true. We can often give you an estimate of when we think something will happen as long as all of the conditions stay exactly as they are right now. But anybody's change in decision or opinion or emotion can change a timeline. So timelines are not exact. They are never exact. And this is something that um, I think a lot of people struggle with because they want exact. When exactly is this going to happen for me? I can give you like a 60 day window, you know, or a 30 day window, probably unless something changes because it's not as though, We all have the ability to change our minds, to make a different choice. And so does everybody around us. And you think Mm -hmm. about something on a timeline, when am I going to get a job? For example, this is a big one that I get all the time. And well, there are so many people to make a decision before that happens. And that is not a fixed outcome. I can give you a rough rough estimate today, but if anything changes, that timeline is going to change too. Yeah. So I honestly find timelines to be not super useful. When it comes to readings, because they're never going to be exact. No. I don't no. know. What do you feel about it? Sometimes it feels pretty fixed, but for the most part, you can change that future. You know, it's true that when we give you a timeline, we're looking at a snapshot of right now. Now I do, like I do these 12 month readings for the whole year, you know, and I pull a card for every year, a few cards, and I give you a snapshot of, wow, I feel like this month is going to go. That is pretty fluid that you'll find those things in that, those months, you know, does it mean that that's exactly how things will go? No. Like, for example, I had this, this year, I had a client who uh, very obviously is moving and the timeline of that, even in her reading was about a three month spread, you know, of if, and probably here and right in this area. And I expect that, you know, I'll hear from her in six months and she's going to say, okay, it was right here. This is when it happened. And, you know, but it's definitely true that things can change as well, you know, mm-hmm. depending on what you're doing. And in a matter of, you know, last year, a lot of things that we thought we would see play out in a certain timeline 
didn't because of COVID. Yeah. It, it, it derailed a lot of things. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of those things still came to be, but not quite in the timeline that we would have predicted because COVID threw everything off and everybody off. Yeah. That, I just feel like that's an important thing to remember that yeah. that's kind of the least of your worries. It's not so much when, it's how. How am I going to get there? What mm-hmm. steps do I take to make this happen? That's much more important. And then and, and we can give you that for sure. Definitely. All right. So, so JR yeah. says, can I grab JR? And then you want to yes, go from there? JR and I'll see who's next. All right. She says, I've been having problems with a lady named Melinda. I feel like it's something more. I can't put my finger on it. What are my next steps with her? Should I take? I would not trust Melinda. I Here's my challenge with Melinda. I feel like she's very fake and that who she presents to be isn't really who she is behind your back. Uh, they're her issues. They're not really yours. I feel like she is one of those people that uh, doesn't really, isn't really loyal to anybody. I think that's really tough JR for you to handle because you are, you know, you are, she's not. And so she will hang around with you so long as, uh, or, you know, kind of stay tenuously in your space so long as she has a way to benefit from you. But if she doesn't, then she probably won't. My, your next steps with her, I feel like are to proceed very lightly with her. I would not engage in any conversation with her that you don't have to have. I wouldn't pretend to be friends with her or try to, you know, carry forward with anything that you don't have to. Keep as much distance as you can and don't trust her. You can't. Do not confide in her. And if you have in the past, it's okay. I don't want to freak you out. Just don't do it anymore. She's not a trustworthy friend at all. Yeah. But again, it's not your fault. This is who she is. She's yeah. a very manipulative person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to talk to Corin, and then do you want to talk to Bianca? Yes. Okay, so Corin says I've been having a lot of frustrating muscle spasms and tension and just a lot of repetitive brain loops. She says ADHD, autism, empathy, anxiety. Yay, that's quite a combo. (laughs) I want to really work on getting myself organized and get my tarot reading off the ground, but it just feels like I'm stuck in a box outside, just outside actual reality. The first two things that hit me for you, Corin, and I'm going to say very clearly, I am not a doctor. And I am not giving you medical advice, but what I am saying is go see your doctor and ask about some kind of mineral deficiency that you might have. Have them check you for vitamin D, potassium, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's something missing in your system that might have something to do with those muscle spasms and your, and your muscle tension. I feel like that's a physical issue that can be solved. And so I want you to look at that first, but of course your doctor will determine what that is, but I feel like going and describing these symptoms and asking, you know, for some blood work to get that looked at. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing that I'm feeling from you is that you really have a hard time grounding. Your root chakra is way out of alignment and that's why you kind of feel this sort of out of body thing where your brain's in a loop and you kind of feel like you're not quite in reality. It's because your root chakra is unstable. So the root is the foundation of the energy body. It's like the foundation of a house. It has to be stable for the rest of the whole system to work. 
And I feel like you really need some grounding and some root chakra work. So while Katie talks to Bianca, Corin, I'm going to do a root chakra stabilization for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it will work for a while, but I honestly would suggest that you come see me and we can keep working on that mm-hmm. because I, it root chakra stabilization takes some time, Yeah, but I, we can certainly get you there and then you're going to feel a little more in your body and a little have, have like, you have a little more control over your brain when your root is stabilized. So I'm going to work on that, Katie, while you uh, talk to Bianca. Yes. I want to throw one thing in for Corin about uh, a tarot reading. She's trying to get her tarot reading off the ground. Uh, It really strikes me that you just need some opportunities to read. I know, you know, this year, this last year, because of COVID, probably you didn't have any, but watch for psychic fairs, uh, witches fairs, anything like that, where you could rent a little booth and do readings. I feel like honestly, a lot of what you just need to do is more getting yourself in front of people and that that'll help break that energy up. It's not so much that you're, you're stuck and can't do it. It's just that you, the opportunities, you need more of them. The more you do them, the more successful you are, the better it becomes. We used to rent a booth every year at earth day of all places. (laughs) And everyone else was like all earthy and selling plants and stuff. And we were doing angel readings. And they got to be really popular. It was something Mm -hmm. totally different there. Think outside the box and, you know, but get as many opportunities to sit down and read as you can. Yep. You know, the other thing we used to do, Corin, is that we used to work, uh, work and maybe someday this will come back again, but we used to go into little coffee shops Uh and get permission to come in there like one night a month or some, you know, Mm -hmm. two nights a month or something and offer free card readings to Mm -hmm. patrons. So they come in, they order a coffee, they sit down, you're sitting at your table and you, 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 you offer, Hey, would you like a free tarot card reading? And we mm-hmm. did tons of readings. We did it in two different coffee shops mm-hmm. and we did tons of readings and got lots and lots oh. of practice that way. Yep. And just handed out your card, you know, yep. We got just a, gave, we picked up a lot of clients that way. Yep. We did. we did. But she had a feedback for you. She said, we are already on the vitamin D and potassium daily and just added Good. magnesium to the mix. Good. Awesome. Good. Good. I'm very you're glad to hear that. Target. Yeah, that's, yeah. I feel like that's got a lot to do with the physical symptoms you're having. And yeah. I'm just finishing up that root chakra stabilization. Let's see yeah. how you feel with that. So Bianca, she got her gallbladder out a couple of weeks ago. She said, my recovery feels off. I have a follow-up soon. Would you be able to send me some healing, please? Oh yeah. Because here's the thing. You lost an organ. And the gallbladder is a little organ, but it's an organ nonetheless. And so when an organ comes out, something needs to go into its place. But also around that solar plexus band, around your kidneys, your liver, your gallbladder, that whole area uh, is a place where people tend to hold resentment and old anger. And it tends to bottle up there. And so now that the gallbladder is out, I'm going to go ahead and move through here and just clear out any of that old debris. It always looks to me like this sticky black tarry stuff. So that's what I'm going to do first, uh, Bianca, and just get rid of it. This could be the oldest of stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. The empaths are classic for shoving that stuff right here because you don't Mm -hmm. actually often put it where it belongs. Well, and now you don't have your gallbladder to break it down. Every organ has yep. a, a, an energy job besides a physical job. Yeah. And this is the job the, of the energy body of the gallbladder. Now it's gone. Yeah. So it's not breaking down these emotions for you anymore. Yeah. So we're going to pull them out first here and give you a good 
clearing from that. And then I'm going to put something in place of the gallbladder, but then I'm going to heal up the uh, hole in your aura because that's the other part of it. When you have surgery, a lot of times you end up with a hole in your, in your aura besides in your physical body. And that's a great place to just leak energy like a sieve. So All right, so I've got that cleared out. That felt really good, like in your low black too. Pretty good, uh, you know, psychic debris or energetic debris in there. All right, so I'm clearing that out. All right, so now I'm going to put a ball of gold light in place of your gallbladder and just gonna lock that in there to start doing that job, processing that energy through. All right, that's better. And then I'm going to go ahead and heal up your aura too. The way a hole in the aura always feels to me is like burning. Mm -hmm. You probably have a few little incisions here, but the one I'm seeing is kind of above your belly button that needs to be fixed up. So So interesting that you say that because when I had my gallbladder out, it did burn. Like my incisions burned horribly for it. Mm -hmm. Ice was my absolute best friend after that. Mm-hmm. Getting your gallbladder out is, you know, you it's no it's joke. better when it's done, but it's no joke. Yeah. Christy and I are so medically weird. You guys know, we're, you know, we're not that far apart in age. And Christy had her gallbladder out within less than a year. I had mine out and our younger sister had hers out. We had them yeah. all out almost at the same time. And then they all went south. And then about a year later, she, Christy ended up with a growth in her thyroid and had to have her thyroid removed. And about a year later, I had a growth in my thyroid and had to have my thyroid removed. Yeah. A bunch of weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bianca, let's see how that does. Um, I would still, I would definitely ask them to do labs and just make sure there's no underlying infection still hanging out too, just to be certain. I'm not predicting that there is, but I do, I, I feel that malaise in you. You know, and it does, it takes a while, but I, I get it. I think you're, that's the other part of it is just be kind to yourself. It, yeah. even though it's, they treat it like it's minor surgery, it's not, it's freaking major surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. So right. Frankie says, how can I become more confident and brave? I love this question. Yeah. So Cranky, what I feel like you have to first do is go through some exercises to really work on trusting yourself because it's hard to be confident and brave out in the world if you don't actually trust yourself. And I feel like that's where we start with this. So I'm going to give you an activity that I didn't come up with this. This is one of my favorite activities that came from Shakti Wayne, mm-hmm. and that is to keep an intuition journal. And the reason I think this would be good for you is you're going to validate yourself a bunch of times in this intuition journal. It's going to help you to recognize that Oh, I can trust how I feel. I can trust what I feel is the right thing to do or say in the moment because here's proof. Okay. So what you do with an intuition journal is you write down every time you get a hit. So if you have a dream, if you have a gut feeling, if you have a vision, however it comes to you that you feel like, oh man, my intuition just, you know, bonked me on the head with something. It can be very minor things. It generally is very minor things. Take a different route to work, you know, and you don't. And then there's road construction or whatever. Um, 
whatever it is, write it down and then periodically go back through and look, did I follow this? And if I did, did it work out well? Did I not follow this? And if I did, did I later go, man, I knew that I should have listened because you validate yourself either way. You validate yourself if you didn't do it and it didn't work the way, you know, like you, you got the bad outcome that reminds you that, Hey, I knew the answer. I should have listened to this in the first place. If you do listen to it and follow it, you'll be like, look, see, when I trust myself, good things happen. I feel like a couple of weeks of an intuition journal would really help you to be able to fully trust yourself. And when you can trust yourself, then you can step out into the world and be more confident and brave because you know inside that what you feel is the right thing to do or say is in fact the right thing to do or say. Mm -hmm. Love it. And also definitely watch fried green tomatoes. Boom. Yes, there you go. To wander forever. <laughs> to wander forever. Yep. Okay. Gigi says, I would like to know when a good time to start looking for a new puppy. I lost Gabby a year ago in December. I feel like you could get on that mm. right now. I don't feel like you have to wait any longer. Mm. It's time. It's absolutely time. And I think that uh, it's going to be smart for you to pace yourself, you know, take a little bit of time with that. Uh, being sure about who you want to, uh, you know, what you want. Don't be crazy hasty. You know, I feel like you will know. I feel like with every animal you've had, you knew the second you met them that this is who's coming home with me, but Gigi, you don't have to wait. You could get going on that now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, JR. Yes. I will be at one to listen later. Nice. Okay. Mouth of the South wants to know, will my sister be all right with all the health problems that she's facing? You know, and the, the the short answer is yes, she will. I mean, there's some real challenges here. She's going to need a lot of encouragement to keep going and not just give up. Mm -hmm. I feel like there are times when she's going to feel really discouraged. And trust me, I've been through a lot of health problems myself. I get that. And so supporting her and encouraging her to fight for herself is important. Ultimately, I do feel that she will get the help that she needs and that she will be okay. Mm -hmm. But you can be a great advocate for her and encourage her and help keep her going when things feel frustrating. Because yeah. being sick and struggling with health problems can be really lonely. And, you know, sometimes some people just give up and, and completely ignore the fact that they have something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. And that's a really good way to not get well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like your sister does want to get well, but I also feel like she's really afraid. And yeah. so she needs support from people around her. You can do this we're here with you, you know, we're going to do this together, that kind of thing will really help her a lot. But ultimately, yes, I do feel that she's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I do too. And, you know, when you're thinking of her, always envision, send back to her being healed, being whole, being in her best place. You know, one thing that we, as, as humans, we kind of suck at is that, uh, a lot of times when people are suffering, we give back to them suffering, right? Because we're thinking about our fear. We're thinking about our uh, concern, maybe even our grief when someone is going through something. And that's the last thing they need. They need us to shine back to them the best of them, them being healed, them being whole. So if you're praying for her or you're meditating for her, always send back to her, her being healed and whole and in her best self and living her life. Well, I feel like that, uh, you know, that always is a helpful way to, to send the right energy back or helpful energy back to people mm -hmm. or someone who's had a death. Don't send them grief, right? right. 
send them no. Yeah. Send them peace. Send them love. Send them and understanding. Sure, we all do it. You know, mm-hmm. we do. But it's yeah. so true. You, you want to send them the outcome, not the not the problem. Yeah. Lauren, so what do you think? I was just going to say, what do you think about Lauren? (laughs) Lauren said, will I get the job I've tentatively been offered or should I keep looking? You know, Lauren, it's my gut feeling that you should keep looking. I'm not totally writing this job off, but I don't like the timing of it. I feel like there's that maybe they're not totally ready to offer this job. There just seems to be some, uh, some glitches here, some challenges to get to the, uh, the end gate. I'm not totally saying I don't think the job will work out. I feel like there's a possibility of it, but it would be a shame to stop looking right now and put all your eggs in that basket. So, you know, pursue it. Yes. But because the timing is glitchy for me, I would still keep keeping an eye out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jessica, I've been working. I've been feeling stuck. I just started last night working on chakras. Is that the right move or should I be doing something else? I feel like it is the right move, but I feel like what you need to do is focus on your root chakra. Don't try to work on all your chakras at the same time. It's actually better to work on them one at a time and starting with your root because your root is the most important chakra in your body. It is the foundation of your energy body. So working on your root, working on grounding, finding a place of stability and safety in your body is really important before you start moving up through the rest of the chakras. So I feel like Jessica, you're definitely on the right path, but don't give yourself too much too fast. Just work on that route for a while. Yeah. So Jessica says, I was wondering if I have any attachments that are causing me lack of energy lately. I'm really struggling to get through the day. I always feel dragged down and like my energy is being sucked away. You have two issues that uh, I think I can help you with tonight that will help floof you up. There you go. Floof. <laughs> That's a great word. Yeah. And get you feeling better, Jessica. There's two things. Um, you have some cords right here, right up in your high heart. And these are not, they're not like dark attachments or anything. They're just emotional attachments that other people form to you. I feel like because other people rely on you and because you carry that bright freaking light that people are drawn to, they attach to you. And again, it's not bad. Like you find family members here, sometimes your kids here, you know, friends, coworkers, it's, they're not, these aren't bad, but they're exhausting. And at some point we have to pull them all, heal Mm -hmm. them, return them to the people they belong to so that you can have your energy body returned to you so that your energy returns to you. It's like a hard reset. But the other thing is that your aura is heavy as hell. Mm -hmm. Your aura looks uh, thick and heavy. Um, it, it always, it looks to me like you've been, uh, like Mount Vesuvius has exploded on you. You know, you have this big, thick layer of ash that you shouldn't have. It's literally like got you down like this. So let's, I'm going to do both of those things. And Christy, if you want to move on while I do that, that's fine. Yeah. One thing I want to say though, to Jessica, Jessica, if you are not in spirit school, I would recommend you get in spirit school because we're going to be teaching all this stuff. Last yeah. month, I taught an intro to attachments class and actually taught you how to pull some of your own. Uh, so don't forget, we're teaching in spirit school a lot of the things that we know and teaching as many of the skills that you can do yourself as possible, because it, it it very much helps to empower yourself spiritually to learn these skills. So check it out. That's our membership that you can find on the homepage of our YouTube channel. It just There's some a spot that says join. And if you click on it, it explains the situation. But 
this is that would be a great way, Jessica, for you to learn more about what to do. Um, other Jessica who's feeling stuck and working on chakras, we're going to do a, a whole series on chakras. Also a great opportunity for you there. So don't forget yeah. that we have that ability for you to, you know, learn to do a lot of things for yourself. Absolutely. And let's see. So I'm going to go to Oriana who says, um, could you please check my throat chakra? I feel like it is off. You know what I feel like, Oriana, is that you're feeling stifled. Like you try to communicate yourself, say something that you need, and that there are people in your life that are just like, oh, no, you don't really feel that way. That's not really a problem. We don't need to deal with that. I feel like there's a lot of just sort of putting you off going on. So I'm going to do a little clearing in your throat, but then I want you to remember that some of this is a boundary issue that you have to be able to go to folks that are doing that and say, Hey, listen up. You're going to listen to me. This is how I feel. You know, you don't get to just put me off and not listen to me. And so it is about standing up for yourself and you know, it's, it's, it's a boundary issue. So sometimes you have to push back with people when they're really not hearing you. Okay. Okay. So Jessica, I pulled those cords and healed them with love and returned them. I cleared your aura and your whole system like expanded. Your aura was tight and couldn't even move, you know, couldn't flow the way it should. So that, that feels a ton better. Uh, I, and then I just put a big thick blanket of pink light around you so that you can be safe in your own energy here for a little while. And we can just stave everybody off for a minute and let you breathe. And Jessica is in spirit school and she has taken the introduction to attachments class and has been working on it so good i'm really glad we'll continue that topic awesome love it yeah that'll be better so we just have one left okay this is elizabeth elizabeth says will i move to florida yeah my gut feeling on that is that you will i think it's kind of messy i feel like there's uh has been some has well not hesitation i feel like the move to florida is not the pieces aren't going to fall perfectly into place for you to be like, okay, I can check every single box. Now I can go. It's kind of like people saying, we're not going to have a baby till we can afford to, you know, (laughs) I feel like you're just going to have to, it's going to be messy, I guess is the best way to put it. But I do feel like that move will come. The timing of it is a little bit iffy for me. And so I'm not going to make a prediction on that, but I do feel like you'll go. Yeah. And I do feel like it'll work out. I feel like even when you first move, you're going to be like, good God, you know, but it, it, it is going to settle in and be a good thing for you. Yeah, absolutely. We have one last question. We're going to take it and then that'll be it for tonight. This is from Stella. Stella says, yeah. is it time to move on from my current job? If so, will the next one offer better pay and experience? So what I'm feeling from this is that the answer is not yet. I do feel you're going to move on from that job, but it isn't right now. I feel like it's closer to the end of the year. I feel like you need to hang in there for just a little bit longer. Um, If you do, yes, you're going to move on to um, a job with better pay. Um, Mm -hmm. I honestly feel like if you try to jump now, you are not going to find a job with better better pay. You'll actually end up taking a cut. So waiting until September, October, um, you're going to have a lot better luck. So just your, your prospects are going to improve by then. Mm-hmm. So just kind of look at that and see that, um, you know, over time you're going to find that it's going to get better. Just, just don't do it too quickly. Yeah. 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 But until then, well, get down, don't, don't put up with too much BS, but Stella, I yeah. do feel like you have unfortunately um, have some bullies at work. 
So mm-hmm. try not to take it too personally. I feel like you work harder than other people do. And then you take their, uh, you know, the way they treat you personally and it sucks. Yeah. And, and I do feel like, um, you know, the best thing that you can do is just see it as money for right now and not yep. like your dream job or <laughs> yep. anything. She says uh, she was telling my husband the same thing yesterday. He wants me to leave it. Yeah. And, and I really do feel you will just there, mm-hmm. there's a timing issue here that if you, if you do it in the right timing, it's going to be a better experience for you. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, you're valuable. You are, mm-hmm. you're not being treated like that where you are. We know that, but we also know what the climate looks like right now and it blows. Yeah, it does. It does. But so it is good news. Yeah. It's, it's, it is going to work out for you. All right, you guys. Well, that is the end of our psychic show. Of course, Katie is at one, I am on the purple garden app. Those are the ways to reach us. If you would like a reading, you'll find, I offer live chat and uh, pre-recorded videos. Katie, you have way more options than I do. (laughs) Well, I do a lot of, uh, I do pre-recorded video too. some, I do live chat, I do live phone lines, and then uh, I can do live video as well, uh, usually on request, because, you know, I got to comb my hair and stuff. <laughs> right. Yes, that's why I like pre-recorded videos. Yeah, so mm-hmm. come see us over on our apps, and we can definitely support you even more than we can here on our podcast, but we really appreciate all of you being here and asking questions and participating and you know, one thing Katie and I love is to create a community. And I feel like we've done that here with True Crime Paranormal. We love you guys. We have so much fun with you. And we really just appreciate all of you being here and all of you that are listening out there in the ethers after the fact, we appreciate you too. Absolutely. We're having the time of our lives. We had, we're at like 45,000 downloads of our podcast, you guys. That is amazing. Yeah. And we're at the very beginning of season two and you know, here shortly, we're going to be celebrating our one year anniversary. Yeah. Awesome. So thank you all for being here with us. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. You can, of course, learn lots more about us and what we do at our website, which is yeah. truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. Yeah. And you can get links to where we work there as well. Yeah. As well as you can send us case suggestions. If there's something you want us to cover on the show, send us a, a suggestion. We love that. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Take care. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.